lift up holy legs, uh, wave them in the air, expect a blessing. It's us again. Well, uh, welcome to Mid-Faith Crisis. My name's Nick Page, and uh, I'm joined as ever by Reverend Joe Davis. Hello. Hello, how Thank are you doing? You. That's my Radio 4 voice. That's very nice. <laughs> Thank very you. Nice. <laughs> it's good to be back. Uh, do you think we have any listeners after that appalling episode where we were just gratuitously on holiday? Um, yes, because they were very forgiving uh, they are a nice lot, and they they seem to like it when we uh, when we have fun. Oh well, that's a relief. <laughs> Very nice of them, I think. The great uh, revelation of the holiday was finding out that your wife doesn't listen to the podcast. Oh, no, of course she doesn't. She doesn't read my books. <laughs> she's uh, she's got much more sense than that. Yeah. So uh, uh, I enjoyed no. that. Good. Well, what have you been up to since last we uh, sat on a bed together in a pod? <laughs> Lovely as it was. I've just got back into the whole shock of reality and the alarm going off early in the morning and having mm. to get up for work. So, mm. yeah, back to the back to the uh, the grind, I was going to say. But it's not really a grind, but, you know, work and funerals yeah. and all that sort yeah. of stuff like we do. Some very difficult ones coming up. So back in the have swing you... of it now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, mate, such a good job yeah. you do. Thank you. Yeah, and um, you're, you're not doing my funeral though, because no. I've got a better person in London. No, fair enough. Hmm. And I've been reading a particularly long book on the Reformation, which is, oh gosh, there going, <laughs> man. Yeah, they but, are very. There are lots of gags books. in it, so that's good. Yes, yes, I hear another book, but I think it's been banned somewhere else. I'm not sure. I heard rumours that some ch- some shop had banned it. Had they? That's mm. great. Well done. Mm. I know. I, I don't really know why, because it's all Martin Luther's rude words. It's not mine. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so you quote Martin Luther and it's obscene language. He was very rude. He was very rude. He was a very potty mouth man. And um, it's quite fun <laughs> like that, really. Yeah. Anyway. So, so how are you? Uh, what I'm, you I'm been all right. Yeah, no, well, I'm writing uh, at the moment. I'm um, lots of stuff on. I'm writing children's stories again, which is nice. Are you? Oh, great. Um, yeah. More my level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, they're first readers, so they're a little bit above you. But, okay. uh, you know, they're there. So that's nice. It's just very busy, that's all. And I've been doing some speaking. I'm at New Wine. I've uh, oh. been at New Wine. Yeah. New oh. Wine is an event I like to go to and uh, and a habit I like to do as well. Okay, sadly, it's in so many ways. <laughs> yeah. Uh, although by the time this podcast comes out, I, I it would be too late to come and hear me. Because oh, I'm going on Friday and it comes out on Saturday. So unless you have a time machine... And tickets for new wine um, that you haven't used, um, you won't be able to hear me. Right. Anyway, I have got some exciting news. Have you? Go on then. Yes. Well, the church weekend, the church weekend, <laughs> <laughs> the mid-faith crisis weekend, is no longer a weekend. It is officially a day. It is Saturday the 30th of September, and we now officially have a venue. <sighs> the Queen's Arms in Victoria. It is a pub function room. Right. Uh, I'm liking it already. Yeah, okay. Well, it seemed like an appropriate place. Someone said, why don't you book out a room in a cathedral and do all sort of holy space and everything? And Mm. felt more to the point to me in a pub to me, to be honest. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Yeah, very good. So So, September the 30th in a pub in London, I believe. Yes, in that London. Um, The Londinium. So there's a few, you know, minor details to iron out. 
Um, like I said, what, this, like what's going to happen? Like what's going to happen? How you book tickets? How you book tickets? How you yeah. going to pay there? So stay tuned. But basically, I think we are going to uh, charge people up front. Otherwise, people say, "Yeah, we'd love to come," and then don't, and then we're left with a massive bill. Cost it costs four hundred pounds for the function room, but like that has to be business. Do you see? Understand what I mean? So like you, you have got to spend four hundred pounds. So on food and drink, coffees right, so and teas. What, and what we're banking dinner. on here is that we have the kind of listeners who would spend money in a pub. Yeah, I think we're going to be okay. I think we are going to be okay. So what's the process here, Joe? Do, uh, do oh, people you, email you? Well, no, the, I, I realise I'm asking for too much detail here. Yeah. <laughs> and then you announcing it obviously means it's just going to happen. Oh, well, I would have um, thought so. <laughs> Is yes. that not how it works? <laughs> it's generally not. So okay. uh, I would suggest that people email Joe yeah. at Midfaith Crisis and register their interest, and then yes, we can exactly. send an email. And then we'll out send to you them. a link on how to how to pay yeah. for it. But basically, uh, it, it, there's we can take up to thirty people. No, well, twenty eight people because presumably you and I are going. So the function. No, I'm not room, going. <laughs> yeah, the function. <laughs> I'm busy. Room, I didn't check that. <laughs> the function room holds thirty people. Right. So uh, with you and me, that means twenty eight, I reckon. And if people reckon it's going to cost them twenty pounds. Yeah, okay. Of which none of that goes to us. No, we're not making true. any money. But they could make a huge donation to us. And we wouldn't yeah, they could yeah. buy us things. Yes, yeah, whiskey. Mm, yeah. Port. <laughs> anyway, anyway right. so that's, okay. uh, I'll, get, I'll get more details. But yeah, please register your interest. <laughs> Joe at midfaithcrisis.org and, uh, and I'll send you the details of how to put down a £10 deposit. Great. Great. Good. I, I'm really looking forward to that, Joe. But it's never going to happen. Good. Uh, so <laughs> it's going to happen. <laughs> uh, uh, so, so we got any correspondence? Um, but you know, we didn't really get much uh, correspondence this time because that's uh, because the last podcast was so rubbish. Yeah, that's bad. People are just disappointed. Nice ones, but nothing much to come back on. So thank you for writing nice emails, although there's not much to discuss when people write a nice email. The the fortunate thing is I've got a letter here. Have you? From yeah, from one of our long time correspondents here. Um, uh, It says here, dear Reverend and Mrs. Davis, I have recently returned from my annual holiday in Skegness to some sad and unpleasant news. Your podcast is still going. I I have played your podcast to the members of my church, the Ebenezer Chapel of the Wrath of God, Upper Ramsbottom, and all four of us agree it should be banned. Well, three of us, because Arthur couldn't hear, uh, being as how his hearing aid didn't respond to the healing ministry. Anyway, it's clear that you are both heretical, unorthodox, unethical, and probably unhygienic. I mean, what exactly do you believe in? Yours, Ethel Sad Old Person, uh, brackets... Uh... Major General. Um, so look, <laughs> Ethel. <laughs> Ethel once again with her prophetic uh, gift. Yes. Has kind of honed in on what we were thinking of t- talking about. Because yeah. you were reading it. Tell oh, me about. You were exactly. reading a Facebook post. Oh, well, you, I did it? one of those stupid things that you should never do, and you know, read things on Facebook that just get you angry and annoyed. And I say that because I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm genuinely trying not to get angry and annoyed, but. Someone just had a real swipe at our our dear old friend Steve Chalk. (laughs) 
and uh, it was just uh, it was just it wasn't what he said I don't mind people criticizing Steve I mean I'd rather they didn't because I always think that's my job mm. um, <laughs> it's like if someone criticizes you and they don't know you I yes. think, yeah, I'd be, I'd, I'd jump to your defence, but I reserve the right to criticise you as much yes. as I like, of course. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like a, family being criticised. Yeah, it's just like Steve. So, so this, but the point is, this person, uh, well, Steve's just done a bit of research, or a racist has done some research into the impact of the church's stance on same-sex, um, you know, issues, and um, and the the way disproportionate rate of suicide amongst gay people. And so he's he's done this report and he's been doing a bit of, I guess, PR about it. And and so someone had written this post in response to this saying why Steve Chalk should should not ditch basically God's views on homosexuality. And, I, you know, I don't mind in the slightest people having different views to Steve Chalk or me or or, you know, saying I've got I, I read the Bible differently. I see a different interpretation or I stick to a more traditional view but this wasn't that what mm. what, what got me upset about this is i know god's view i've got the truth mm. and i'm sticking to the truth and all you care about is culture and capitulating to culture mm. and that's bad and so there's no sense of actually steve or others can hold a view because of what the bible says you know that they're actually interpreting their views in the light of what the bible says no they're just they're just selling out to culture and so I can now state what God's view is, emphatically, dogmatically, and why everyone else is wrong. And I, 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 I guess it's just that whole tone that really bugged me. And I think that often gets under my skin. It's just a lack of humility. It's a lack of sort of acknowledgement that other views exist and, and that's OK. And they aren't really mm. the fundamental issue here. So, yeah, that bugged me. <laughs> well, I think I think it's it's the tone, you know, it's just yeah, that tone, it tonal is. thing. But I suppose when I you told me about this, I kind of got me thinking. I got us thinking about what is it that we, you know, what what are the core beliefs? You know, because yeah. I think people respond in this way because their core beliefs are being threatened. Yeah, um, I guess so. And I think this is one of the big debates that's going on. Is it, you know, what what are what are the creedal statements? What are the core beliefs of the church? You know, you've got to have some, I think. You've got to have some um, uh, core values, I guess, uh, core beliefs. Well, I think, yeah, I think you should have some core values. I mean, uh, beliefs do tend to change, though, don't they? Well, so here's the thing. When you look at creeds, if we, if we look mm. at creeds, the, yeah. the creeds of the church, I mean, often they are... Uh, or have been historically defined in in response to opposition. That's really how, right. ha, partly how they get developed. In other words, the early church probably didn't have such strong uh, sets of beliefs. You can see them in certain passages of the New Testament, but they didn't have sort of statements as as of faith as such, um, probably because everybody was pretty together. It's mm. when you get people who are uh, undermining the faith, as it were, or or saying, or saying something, something different. entirely differently, okay. you know that that then people have to sit down and go, okay, well, what is it that makes a Christian? What is it that makes um, a, a, a follower of Jesus? How do we define this? Um, and so historically, that's what the creeds are all about. They're about kind of lists of of um, things that you 
you sort of signed up to, identified. It's, it, I mean, the ones that we tend to use historically, like the, the Nicene, Nicene Creed and... Mm. Uh, if, uh, Nicene Creed is a great example, actually, because that's um, about 325 AD, 324 325. Oh, and I it's... thought you meant characters long. Yeah, no, no, it's a double tweet. Slightly long and, uh, tweet, yeah. yeah. And it, it was really in response to um, lots of, of arguments about the nature of Christ and who he was and, yeah. and how it... How... And so when you, if you read the original Nicene Creed, it has all these sort of nice bits in it. Um, uh, you know about uh, how how um, hang on it says you know we believe in one God Father Almighty Maker of all things visible and invisible blah blah Jesus Christ the Son of God and then it goes begotten of the Father the only begotten of the essence of the Father you know it's kind of it's, yeah. you can sense it's already trying to define things a bit yeah. more yeah uh, and then it goes on you know. Um, who for us men and for our salvation came down and blah, blah, blah. And he suffered on the third day, he grows again. So it gets some historical stuff in there. Yeah. Um, and then right at the end, it, got, it goes all this stuff about Jesus. And that's about how we come to judge the living and the dead. And it goes, and we believe in all this and, and in the Holy Spirit. And that's oh, the there sort are. of, that's that's, you know, the just end. put in it. And then, but then the original Nicene Queen has this thing, um, but the, against the Arians who, who believe that um, Jesus was a sort of, um, uh, you know, created by God, as it were. Um, so it's a secondary kind of... And, and it goes, but those who say there was a time when he was not, and he was not before he was made, and he was made out of nothing, or he is of another substance or essence, or the Son of God is created. And it has all these sub-clauses, yeah. and it goes, they're horrible, we don't like them. And that was in the original <laughs> Nicene Creed. There, you know, they're it's condemned. always been there, yeah. Yeah, and uh, we don't say that bit now, when we use the Nicene Creed. We, no, we don't uh, point and, that out. We yeah. don't, but it, but there's always that <laughs> subtle thing there about saying, well, and and those who say anything different are condemned. But 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 having said that, you know, it's you've got to have something I think that defines, don't you think that defines who well, you who you are as I mean, a Christian? I, I mean, the obvious answer to that is yes. You you have got to believe in something, haven't you? Yes. But, yes. But when you come to actually writing it down, I mean, it's not. I used to belong to an FIEC church, and don't ask me why. And, me and the other minister, you know, you F I F I E C is that that's a FIFA game, isn't it? No, it's a federation of independent evangelical churches. Or something. Oh, okay, right. So, um, yeah, I know. I was a natural fit. Um, so, so we used to cross out. They used to send this statement of faith <laughs> every year, and we used to just go crossing it out. I mean. In fact, I was looking for it on the internet, and, and they've actually toned it down since then. Right. I, I think it's a bit about, uh, uh, you know, the Lord Jesus Christ will return in glory. He will raise the dead and judge the world in righteousness. The wicked will be sent to eternal punishment, and the righteousness will be welcomed into eternal life of eternal joy and fellowship with God, and blah, blah, blah. And we That's just, very specific, we, isn't I know, it? We it's just very crossed, detailed. We just crossed through bits and sent it back, and they never queried it, and the cynic in me says because they... You know, like the money they got from a big church, but you know, I don't know what the truth is. But you know, it makes a bit of a joke of it, doesn't it? If you send out a statement of faith, you all sign, and there's people yeah. crossing bits through it and sending it back. I mean, creeds that's always, what we did. historically speaking, creeds always get more complicated. They always get bits added in, you know, so they they yeah. grow. Um, the very probably very earliest creed um, that. Uh, they can link to is was it probably originated in sort of baptismal questions so when you were being mm. baptized you would be asked you know do you do you believe do you believe in god the father yes dunk do you believe in jesus christ yes dunk do you believe in the holy spirit this and it, it was a trinitarian kind of thing um yeah 
I went. I did actually some research for this very podcast. Ah, thank you. I know you. it's You're amazing, like isn't that. it? And I found that there's a there's a a, a really interesting little um, piece called the the Epistolorum Apostolorum. Mm. It just sounds like a tongue twister. Epistolorum Apostolorum, the Epistle of the Apostles. Okay. And um, it, it, they don't really know where it came from, but it, it, it probably was written about um, 150 AD. And um, so it's very early. That's and, very early. Yeah. And, it, and it's sort of an attempt to combat Gnosticism. Um, and so it, 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 it kind of restates a lot of Jesus stories about Jesus and all this kind of stuff. And it has this very interesting little bit in it which... Um, where it uses the symbol of the five loaves, that the loaves and fishes, and it says that the five loaves symbolise are the symbols of the church's faith, which are, you know, God the Father, uh, Jesus Christ, the Son, our Saviour, the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, and then it says that the fourth loaf is the Holy Church, and the fifth loaf is uh, um, forgiveness. Oh, not the and lion and the lamb. No, not the lion <laughs> and the lamb. <laughs> or, uh, you know, any other animals. And... Um, Okay. And, and they, that seems to sort of come down to me quite helpfully on a sort of kernel of early church belief, you know, Trinitarian with an idea of a, 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 a community together and yeah. a sense of um, redemption, you know. Um, so yeah. they always get more complicated. I was reading this other book about about it, not to go on too much, but there was a there's a theory um, by a sociologist called Galen of, of what he calls background and foreground. He says in society you have to have there are foreground issues and background issues. Foreground issues are the stuff we can decide for ourselves, yeah. and background issues are the kind of the assumptions, the rules. So, in other words, a foreground issue might be uh, for me what to wear when I get you know when I go out. What do I wear a suit or do I wear a mm. shirt and tie or what do, what do I do? A background issue is I've got to wear clothes. <laughs> that's yeah. the rule. You don't. Yeah, that's so not yeah. optional. I have that's tried not to drum optional. that into you. I know. I? I know. But it's so freeing. That's the thing. <laughs> Ever since the court case, it's been important <laughs> so, to remind you of that important background issue. And I think in the mid faith crisis, what happens is a lot of issues that we felt were background issues, really important, yeah. fundamental assumptions, yeah. move to the foreground, and become that we can question them. Yeah, absolutely. And talk about it's essential. Them. Yeah. And, and and that's not a bad thing, except that I think sometimes there is a tendency, if I'm honest, that we just we think everything's a foreground issue. And and I don't sure. see how that, that can be the case. There's got to be some sort of solid. Well, it truth. feels pretty vulnerable if you're saying there is no. Absolute, yeah. Doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And actually, it's it's not a it's not a particularly healthy place if you're you know if everything is up for grabs yeah. and everything becomes personalised and subjective. Yeah. Um, sure. So what we did think when we were thinking mm. about this is what would a mid-faith crisis creed look like? Yes, what would our statement of faith look like? Yeah. So um, Joe and I have come up with some statements here. Yes, uh, I've only just seen yours. Yeah, and, and it's interesting the difference between the two, isn't it? <laughs> shall, I, shall I kick off? Already funny, but we've shall never I... discussed them, so here we go. <laughs> so we've got about four each, and we're trying, uh, yeah. you know, we're trying to get through these. If it goes on too long, we'll split it into two podcasts yeah. or something. Yeah. Anyway, sure. my first one is a pretty... I've based mine on history, on actual sort of stuff, all right? Whatever. So here we go. Uh, my first one is we believe, we believe in God the Father, Creator of all things, and in Jesus Christ, His Son, our Saviour, and in the Holy Spirit. Brackets. It's a Trinity, but don't ask me how it works. 
That's my basic yeah. statement of faith. What do you reckon? Um, well, yes, I, I mean, a Trinity is a very, very important doctrine. I think the longer I've gone in, in life, the idea that, as I'm sure I've said before, the idea that community lies at the heart of the Godhead, relational mm. being itself, I think is a very helpful way of describing. I mean, the only thing that you would expect me to say, I'm sure, is that actually part of the mid-faith thing is about questioning how literally we take things so you know father yeah son, here we go holy yeah. spirit well god isn't a father let's just call it like it is you could have said mother son and holy spirit and then i would have said well yeah that's nice you tried to balance it gender wise but god is not a mother <laughs> And you know, God listen. Is, so, so what I'm going. So here, I think yes, you're using something that is historically yes. plugs right in, and I can yes. see why that is important. But at the same time, in mid faith, I would certainly defend people's rights to question this. Insofar, insofar as we can tell, that the, the very earliest formulations of Christian belief yeah. were Trinitarian: God the Father, oh, Jesus Christ the Son, and uh, and the Holy Spirit. And I think that I accept yeah. kind of what you're saying, but I think that it's important to keep that formulation. Yeah, yes, yes, yeah, some of us have a sense of orthodoxy. Go on then. You, you, well, you, you are a clever man. I have to say, one of the highlights of the holiday was when we were coming back from somewhere. And uh, and I said to you, so Nick, just give <laughs> give our American friends a brief history of Christianity, in, you know, in yes. this country, in the UK, yes. and you were able to talk us right the way through, and I was dead impressed with that. That's the only yeah, nice but although thing you slept, say. you slept during some of it, didn't you? <laughs> so, well, obviously. So uh, I've got, uh, well, it's not quite sensible to. We believe just because we sung it doesn't make it okay to lie to God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, coming in, I got okay. agree with that. Yeah, I, there's a core, a core belief of mid-faith crisis it has to do without so. singing it. Let's not sing songs about how we feel and what we're going to do. Do not over-promise to God. Yeah, <laughs> you know, under-promise and over-deliver. That might be okay, <laughs> but don't believe... say you're going to praise Him with every breath. For goodness' sake, <laughs> we believe it's better <laughs> to under-promise and over-deliver. <laughs> exactly. Shall I do a sensible one? Yeah, now, do a sensible we... one. Yeah, that's good. Okay, well. And I've always been surprised that this isn't in any of the historic creeds, this next one. So we believe God is love and that God loves people, all people, including me and including you, really. And then I did write a little bit of garb after it. Shall I read the garb after it or not? Yeah, go on. Well, I, you know, we don't believe the divine looks down from some lofty height and sees good people and bad people and black people and white people and useful people and unproductive people and gay people and straight people or any other category or label. We believe God sees beautiful, wonderful and, yes, broken people created in the divine image and loved unconditionally. Well, I, I really like the, the basic statement. God is love. Yeah, we believe in God is love. Um, and then you descended into Californian whiffle, as is your, <laughs> as is my want, as is your want. You know, it was all the divine. We're off down the beach to sacrifice a goat. No, I don't remember seeing that in there. Although <laughs> that was a, I should have put that in now. Thank you. <laughs> but I think, yeah. But no, why I, isn't God is love in in our creeds? I don't know. That's that is great... so important. Yeah, and maybe it's because historic creeds are have developed about control. I don't know. Mm. Um. But, you know, I think if there's one defining characteristic of God, it's love, isn't it? So I, I would go with that one. Good. Very good. 
Very good. Do you good. want me to do another? Yeah, yeah, do, yeah, do it. Okay. Uh, so these are based on the kind of the um, epistolorum apostolorum, kind of the f- f- five oh, things. So we've done the Trinity. So my next one would be, would be, we believe in the community of believers because it's good for followers of Jesus to meet. And so the, the early church believed in meeting as a church. Yeah. And I, I am passionate. I know we have arguments about what church is and, and, and all that kind of stuff. But I am passionate about the need for um, believers to meet and share with one another. And it's absolutely grounded in, in early church practice, in the Eucharist. Yeah. In the, that's what it's all about. Yeah, whatever. I mean, yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is so like an early council meeting of the church. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, you know, Athanasius said, "Yeah, whatever." You're such an Anglican. <laughs> no, no, I didn't you define are. it. In where, where in that statement did I define what form it should take? No, I was okay. very careful not to use the word church. No, it is a community of believers. It's very yeah. important. And, you know, one of the things we routinely have with this podcast is people asking us, where are there people like us? Where can I meet up? Yes, so there's a, there's we a do thirst. get a lot of emails like that. There's yeah, a thirst there in us there's to meet with others and to talk about this stuff. But I it? think, I, I mean, the only my, the only thing that's flinching in me there is this, you know, it's the hero's journey. I mean, there, there comes a point, you're part of the tribe and you're part of the group and you're reinforcing the identity. But I think part of the spiritual journey is, is, is exactly that. You, you've, got to, you've got to wander off. Well, yeah, but think, now but I think it's, it's nice to have companions yes, along the I, way, and I see soul place as this kind of like soul companionship for people on the journey. Now, some people would define what we do on a Thursday night as a cult. Some people would define yeah. it as a church, and some people would say it's a glorified house group, which I think is a fair comment. And 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 some people wouldn't acknowledge it at all in in it, but whatever it is. I don't think is particularly important. I don't really feel the need to call it a label or a church or a church plant or, or anything. No, I, I, the form, I'm very careful not to talk about the form, but I think mm. actually, okay, so you picked up on the need for almost that dark night experience when you... Yeah. And, I, and no one, I agree with you, heaven knows I've written about this, no one can quite, no one um, can go into that with you except God. Um but people can be alongside you when that happens. Yes. And that's the companions. And if yeah. and if you are not in a community of believers, yeah. if you're not with companions there, then it's it's Okay, I'll give you that one. A terrible place to be, I think. And it's a, a lonely place. place. Yeah. yeah. But it's very important. Indeed, sometimes whole communities, churches can go into exile themselves. Well, that wouldn't be such a bad thing, yeah. Can go into darkness themselves yeah. and, and that you know, a lot of my other work is involved in that. Anyway, so that's my that's my second one. Go on then. Okay. You next. Okay, well, there we go. We've got four each. This is really overcooking it. So I, I think, um, uh, so, so I said, but we believe we can work in partnership with the divine energy at work in the universe. And then I unpack that. A what bit. does that mean? You, you, well, you've just been watching Star Trek, haven't you, no. or something? Go on, go on. No, because I don't always want to say God is a he or anything. I want to, no, in my creed. You've never I, mentioned that at all. We should stop. We should stop genderizing god it's just stupid so you can we can work in partnership because i mean yep. beneath this is the idea of it's possible to have some kind of relationship but i haven't used relationship because again that gets hugely misunderstood so you can choose to work with the divine energy or you can choose to work against it but you know god kind of woos us into a life within the kingdom 
And I so, said, I said here because this is this is a bit I crossed out because it was too long. We we believe we are all immigrants in this world, charged by the divine with responsibility to give love, dignity, and respect to ourselves, one another, and all things on this beautiful living planet. You're really a living example of how creeds get more complicated, aren't you? Yeah, I am. <laughs> so the, the the need to define it all a bit more. I I mean. Yeah, because so like you say, background drill... and foreground. I want, yeah. I want to show what, yeah, what's right. gone into the story. So what you're trying to get at there is that there is a... Um, we can be in partnership with, with God. Yeah. Yeah. But you choose to use the word div- the words divine energy as, in the universe instead. Yeah. Much as life often seems completely meaningless, and perhaps it is, at times, there there is a there is a purpose. There's a there is something for humanity to do, and that's collective and, and uh, I guess personal as well. So, yeah, there's there's work to be done. Good. Okay, I wouldn't disagree with that one. Hey, it's, it's just all the whiffle around it. Well, anyway, so I'm going to pick up on that because my third one, or is it my fourth? No, it's my third one. Is this? It. We believe in loving forgiveness and new life now and in the future and we live this life like jesus so that's yeah. to me picks yeah. up on what you were just saying the partnership the kind of yeah. sense of the stuff we can do and and the early church had this thing so you know on this the fifth this fifth sort of strand in in mm. in there and often you find this in the early baptismal vows you know they they either emphasize forgiveness or resurrection yeah so they talk about the, the the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and then the Church, and then either forgiveness or resurrection. Yeah. And I think the two things are innately linked. You know, forgiveness is a new life. You know, it's 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 more than just yeah. you know having sin management. It's more than yeah. that bit. It's it's an invitation into a new way of living. And if we take yeah. your early one of God is love, then it's yeah. loving forgiveness yeah. every time, yeah. and that gives people energy to start. I was going to say, I, I re- what I really like about that is you've actually brought forgiveness right into the heart of what it means to be in this community. Now, mm. If this is a creedal statement for a community. And I think that's really, really good because ultimately, of course, I'm not convinced it matters so much what you believe. I'm interested in how you live. What's the effect of your beliefs? Let's judge your beliefs by, by your life. And I think to go to a church that says all sorts of lovely creedal statements, but actually is full of lots of unforgiving people, mm. is a very jarring thing. And to well, go, surely to... the two work together, though, don't you? I mean, what you're well, saying you would is hope that so, wouldn't you? What you're saying is that your your true beliefs, what you really believe, is so. shown by the way you live. Yes. So it's not just the statements. It's not just and, the statements. I mean, yeah. the statements have do have importance, of course, but whether you believe them or not is what's really important. So what you believe does matter, but it's often not yeah. encased in what you say. It's encased yeah. in how you how you exactly act. Right. Exactly um, right. Yeah, because I mean, people often come up to me with it, come up with this line about you know, it doesn't matter what you believe as long as you're sincere, and I hate that because I mean, yeah. serial killers are very sincere and very committed to their work. And yeah, believe sure. in it entirely. Yeah. And it doesn't make it right, you know. Yeah. So the, the 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 nature of the beliefs do do matter. It's not quite... yes. anyway. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I'm in, that's why I'm engaging in this exercise with you because I don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater and say, well, beliefs don't matter at all. Because, no, you know, clearly they do. And it but, is good uh, that we work together on it because otherwise you would be off with the fairies completely. <laughs> I think. 
<laughs> Lisa, I've been moving forward with the fairies. Anyway. <laughs> um, is okay. it me or you next? It's me. Okay, go. Okay, well, I just finished with a real simple one. Again, not so much normal churchy creedal language here, because unlike some, I don't spend my life in the church and with Christians. <laughs> so. Yep. So, uh, so I said this. We believe the world would be a better place if we could all learn to be kind to ourselves and one another. That'd be nice. Did you I, understand that one? Yeah, yeah thank you. That's, <laughs> yeah, I'm getting that one. I, th- I think I was quite clear. Uh, well, again, it kind of lives, comes, it follows quite nicely on from the, you know, loving forgiveness and new life and love like Jesus. Because uh, I remember, I might have talked about this before, when I joined the Baptist Church years ago, you got a little blue membership card that told you how to, how to behave in church meetings. You know, and it was all it was all kind of. <laughs> did you never have this? No, I, well, I joined the Baptist Church. And they've you got could have done card. with one, I'd say. And it, it was all about you know, to don't be, you know, it was all the rules of behaviour in the in the monthly church meeting. You know, no spitting and no swearing and um, <laughs> you know, try and keep the wind down to a minimum. That kind yeah. of stuff. But no, no backwash in the communion. <laughs> yeah, it was all this stuff, and. And it really, I always felt that one of the first rules of being a Christian would, should be that you should be nice. So you, <laughs> yeah, you should actually be a nice person. It's just some fundamentals it's here. It's kind of ordinary. <laughs> be kind and nice. And, yeah. <laughs> so I agree with that one entirely. I've got, I've got a slightly controversial final one. Okay, well, no, on it's then. not. I don't think it is controversial but I because I qualify. But, okay, my final one is this. We believe the Bible is true which is not the same as saying it all actually happened. Yeah, good. I like you see, you see what I did there? I see exactly what you did there. Snuck away at the last minute. Yeah, uh, you should write a book on the Bible. Yeah, I should, shouldn't I? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, so the, 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 you know, a lot of the right. arguments about the creeds and about yes. all this is about the truth of the scriptures. And uh, yeah. I absolutely believe the Bible is a grounding of truth. Yeah, on that we're agreed for once. But, you know, I, I don't think... It's all literal, necessarily. Mm. Um, but anyway, that's, those are our kind of first stabs. We just thought it was a fun thing, interesting thing Yeah, to that do. is interesting. Well, it's interesting to me whether it is to anyone else. I don't know. Yeah, but well, we will know knows? whether people by whether people engage with it or not. So, yes, because what we would like from you is your kind of creedal state. What do you think the creed of the mid-faith crisis church should be? Do you think... Uh, you know, yeah. do you, what, what do you think the, the core beliefs are? What are the backgrounds? What's the background? What's the stuff, the fundamentals that we've kind of got to hold on to? Yeah. And what are, what's open for discussion? Be interested to hear from you. Um, yeah. How do people contact us, Joe? They contact us by writing to joe at midfaithcrisis.org. And mm. we really would love to hear what your creedal statements would be. And we'll get through as many as we can. Mm. Uh, next time unless mm. you don't write in in which case we'll think of something completely different but, and uh, obviously hope. what we're hoping is going to happen is that some people write in uh, absolutely identifying with you and condemning me and some people write in condemning you and identifying with me. and then we can have what? a schism I can, I can, yeah, we can exactly. have a split we can have we our can very start, own split within our the denominations yeah great. exactly and I could, our I own could... podcasts where we can point out on our podcasts <laughs> how wrong the other one is yeah and I can excommunicate you. It would be great. <laughs> <laughs> so that would be that would be good. So um, yes, uh, what is it? What is what is core? You know, what do we have to hold on to? Do do get in touch with us. And what what do you find helpful to to yeah. hold on to? That yeah, would be great. 
So, uh, thank you for listening. Is there anything else? Uh, no, I don't think there is, really. Mm. What are you going to do now for the rest of the evening? I'm about to go for a walk on the beach. Oh, lovely. There's you a gonna, surprise. Are you going to perform any sacrifices or prayer dances? Or... I may do. I may what? do. I'm yeah. not sure. I certainly feel I should do the dance of the seagull. Yeah, good. While okay. I'm down there. Cause that yeah, I've seen what the dance of the seagull interest. is, and it's very messy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you're going to go and do your pagan practices, I think I'll go and burn some incense somewhere and and chant in Latin. Excellent. Good. All right, well, thanks ever so much for listening, everybody, and we'll uh, speak to you soon. Look forward to it. Cheers. Bye. Bye.